Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Making It. I'm Bob Cliggett from I Like to Make Stuff. I'm here with David Picciuto, the drunken woodworker, and Jimmy DeResta. And uh, before we get going, we're gonna I want to say thank you to Nicholas Gomez, Luis Gonzalez, and Matthew Dickinson, and a new patron, Rick Rhodes. Those guys are our top supporters on Patreon. Uh, you're awesome, and we really appreciate you. And thank also. You I want to say a special thanks to uh, Craig Melanson, who gave us a donation uh, this past week. It was really generous. So thanks. Um, and yeah, if you guys enjoy the show and you want to help us uh, do more of it and you know continue it and all that stuff, patreon.com slash making it is a great way to, free, to support us. If you don't want to do that, you could also just go to iTunes and leave us a rating review. Uh, that, that all helps get the show in front of more people. So, um, yeah, in this episode, we got kind of a general interesting thing to talk about, and we'll get to that. But before we do, let's talk about what we're working on. David, what are you doing? I am currently making a video on how to make a camera slider, all with just parts you can find online. And it's the one I'm working on is a motorized slider where the camera moves from one end to the other and, and then back. So it's reversible, has variable speed. And then after I tackle that, then I want to get a little bit more uh, complicated and try a version two using the Arduino and a stepper motor and actually be able to program it. But I wanted to get past this this first easier one and then uh, and then see where it goes. So working on a video for that, I just completed um, a really, really simple like key rack, coat rack video. That one's done. Just waiting for that to make it live. Um, it's almost so simple that I'm afraid to, to put it out, but it's a pallet wood project. I've never done a pallet wood project before, but yep, that's what I got going on. A couple videos. That's cool. Yeah. I got videos going on as well, but to your point of you're afraid it's a little too simple. Um, I always judge my videos and I'm afraid, oh, maybe this isn't enough. But when I put those simple videos up either on make or on my own channel, they get really good reviews. Like, uh, recently I made a key, I made a, just a key for a lock and I was afraid it didn't have enough meat to it. But once I finally did the edit, it, it, it get a lot of, a lot, a lot of good comments and it gets a lot of views. So good. That's good. Simple sometimes. Yeah, no, simple sometimes is, is good as well as, you know, complicated. It, it's like an ebb and flow, you know? So it's, and if you just keep putting out the same type of video over and over and over, it's nice to kind of take a break. It also helps you too, because it gives you a minute to kind of breathe. If you do something fairly simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think true. if you're watching a project from somebody and it's really complicated, you're probably not going to like gain a whole lot of different stuff from that. You're going to get mm-hmm. one or two things out of it that like you take away and start to implement. So mm-hmm. a simple video, you know, really can have that same effect. I mean, if, if somebody yeah. can walk away from it with something new, then yeah, it's probably successful, you know? Yeah, I agree. And uh, I've been working on videos this week as well. Uh, I started my distillery model this week, and it's really it's really a lot of fun. I'm discovering a lot of new things about sheet metal. There's some pictures on my Instagram. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun playing with sheet metal. And uh, I did a a lamp, a quick, speaking of simple, it, the ultimate outcome is looks very simple. It's just a drum with a tube sticking out of it with a lamp on the top. But you see the complicated mess I put inside to keep it upright and to keep it adjustable. So I took this old olive drum. I think it's available at Crate and Barrel. One of my clients picked it up and asked me to convert it into a lamp. And so I made a short video of that I'm going to try and have up for Sunday. So I was working on that and the model all week. So a lot of fun with metal. Thanks. Awesome. Bob, what do you got? Um, <laughs> I'm still working on the same thing I've been working on for the last 
three weeks. Um, my Connect Four is actually oh, yeah. it's almost done. Like the construction's almost done, and uh, I started working on the video for it tonight. And I've got some other things here and there going on. I'm just like working on repairing some furniture for some friends of mine, and uh, you know, nothing terribly interesting. But um, yeah, just got a lot of other stuff outside of the shop going on at the moment. Yeah. Well, tonight's topic is is why we do the things we do, and uh, it's it's an interesting topic to ponder. It it's it's funny because uh, when we kicked around this idea a couple of days ago, and uh, it. It's. I have a funny answer, which you guys will probably giggle at. <laughs> I. Why do I do the things I do, and and that is what motivates me to make things. I kind of feel ever since I was a little kid, all I ever did was make things, and so I feel like, like you know how some kids are born to just like play the piano, and that's all they've ever done. Or you meet somebody, and like the minute you you see somebody as a kid, and you know that person's going to grow up to be a rock star no matter what, or an actor or a comedian. Or It's just funny. I feel like I've just been like the genetic choosing was just, you know, you're going to make things with your hands no matter what. Hmm. Because every uh, once in a while throughout my, my life, I, I thought maybe I would take a desk job, or I would do this, or I would just use my mind and not my hands. I wasn't fulfilled. Uh, so I felt like I really needed to to get back to using my hands. And uh, so why do I do the things I do? I feel like it's beyond my my own personal ability to answer that question. It's I feel huh. like it's in my genes. I like that. And I got to live with it. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> why? Because you got to live with being awesome. I can't not do it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But I mean, I got to live with it. Like I, I wish that I could just like do a sketch and make ten thousand dollars. I can't. I got to actually make the sketch and build the whole thing. I just drew a picture of. So, like I said, that's what I mean when I say I got to live with it. It's like I tried to, to to work at the toy company a couple of years ago, and I was sitting there, and I just wanted to like physically make all the things I was trying to explain to everybody. Like I did spend all day long drawing a picture, and I'm like, I could just make this so much quicker. But there's no tools here, and they don't want me to work out of my home. They don't want me to work out of my shop. You know, I got to come up with like I got to do backflips to come up with the best excuse to say, Hey, I'm gonna go two miles away and make this in my workshop. Um, you know, so it kind of had like these little golden handcuffs on. And uh, so uh, why do I do the things I do? I feel like I'm predisposed. So uh, if that makes sense. That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I didn't expect that as an answer. That's yeah. I, I've been chosen and that's it. I'm, this, I'm condemned to have to make things. <laughs> Poor you. Yeah. Poor you. The chosen. One. That's awesome. So. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I, I, okay, David, I'm, I'm curious how you're going to answer that. Cause I know, you know, last week to give everybody some framing here, last week we talked about how kind of basically like how we got to where we are. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons that you get to where you are that are out of your control, but now where we are, I was just curious why you continue, you know, like, and, and, and it also, I don't think that has to be like a really, you know, philosophical answer or anything it could be just like i love this or whatever so i'm not looking for hey come up with something really crazy i was just curious well why i i didn't have that feeling like jimmy had as a kid as a kid i always thought i was going to be a rock star right i mean that's what i wanted to be i wanted to be in front of thousands of people playing songs and and that lasted up through being a teenager in my 20s and 30s and maybe still now, but, uh, so I kind of fell into doing this and then we talked about it last week where it was kind of like, 
my my past jobs, I was a photographer. Uh, I was a graphic designer. I was a web developer. I also worked at a recording studio, and and then I kind of fell into woodworking. And now I found a way to do everything all together in, into one job. And I just I love every aspect of that. And so I, the reason I do these things is because. I found this thing that I just love that I can't sleep at night sometimes because I can't wait to get started on that next thing. It doesn't feel like a job anymore. It just feels like I'm going to do this awesome thing this week and it's going to be so cool. So I I don't know why I have that feeling about what I do, but I just do. It's just everything in my life added up to where I'm at now. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree when you say everything added up to where we are now. And, and we've talked about this where like all the different disciplines that we, all three of us have all go into making videos, which is obviously, you know, what brought us to where we are right now. And, um, I, I definitely f- have that feeling like, like this week, I, I got like that rush of like figuring out this new metal tool I have and I'm able to roll steel sheet metal and, and, you know, make these conical shapes and stuff. So like that sense of discovery is, is always is present. You know, my, my explanation a minute ago made it seem a little bit more of a burden, but that's just because it's like all I've ever done is make things. Like, I mean, I went from framing houses to doing this to doing that. And like every once in a while, I'm like, you know, my cousin is a lawyer. He makes a lot of money just thinking and, you know, solving problems, you know, from his desk. And, uh, you know, from time to time, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's like. Make money just thinking. (laughs) 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 You know, so I'm like, I, I envy the other side of the coin once in a while. Let's talk about your um, your metalworking tools that you just got. Okay, in, in the past, you've said that when you go to, to Harbor Freight, you spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And you obviously went to Harbor Freight. Did you, get, did you get a lot of stuff the other day? Well, it's really funny. David and I knew we had to make this model. David Welder works with me, and he assists me in the shop. And David's from a background of sheet metal workers with his dad. You know, Dave's got a pretty decent education, uh, lifestyle, doing sheet metal and stuff. So he's like, oh, you need a roller. So I was like, oh, we happen to be near Harbor Freight, New Jersey. We're delivering a job. And we stopped at the Harbor Freight, New Jersey. And right away, I'm like, oh, this thing is a three-in-one. It cuts, it bends, it rolls. And they didn't have one in stock. So I was like, all right. Well, let me go on Craigslist and see if I could find one upstate, you know, like a proper one from a metal shop. I couldn't find one. So I started calling the Harbor Freights all around the tri-state area, or at least right around here within like a 20-mile ride. And after calling a bunch of them, I realized they don't always have them. I'm like, oh, now and now, now I really need this. This time is ticking. I found one in the Bronx that had it. So last Friday, a week ago, uh, Dave and I drove in the snow. It was the last time it snowed in New York. We drove three hours to get upstairs because it's only like a 20-mile ride, but with the traffic at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And we ended up getting it. And uh, so I looked around. I'm like, what else do we need? What else do we need? I have the credit card out. <laughs> Dave was running up and down the aisles. and We put together a little basket of small stuff. And then we ended up buying this 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 tack welder, this thing that kind of pinches and welds. It's a, a, a spot welder. It works so cool. It's such an awesome thing. And uh, I use it in this video that I'm going to try and put up Sunday, this lamp video. And I use my, my metal bender and my metal welder, this, uh, this spot welder. So uh, I ended up spending about $500. The, the big cast iron metal roller brake shear was, uh, was about $300. And then the other thing was about 170 And then I, I joined the Harbor Freight Insiders Club or some, something. You, you spend like $30 and you get to look at a newspaper that no one else is allowed to look at <laughs> i'm part of the club as well i haven't used i haven't taken advantage of it yet so i uh 
So uh, she's like, oh, if you buy this thing right now, so you know, if you spend $35 to buy the club, you end up spending blah, 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 and you save $70. I was like, all right, whatever, just do it. And uh, so I ended up discounting. And we got, like, like I said, a bunch of little hand tools, not much, but uh, the two big units are, have come in so handy just in the last few days. It's, it, it, what's cool about having new tools like that is like immediately my brain is like, oh, you could use your new roller for that. Oh, you could use your new spot welder for that. Which is great because if they're not in the shop, I won't even think to use them because they're not there. It's like out of sight, out of mind. But once they're in my environment, and my my brain immediately starts tasking them, which is which is really cool. They, that's why I do it because I exercise my brain. Awesome. I got. I mean, I have a lot of whys. You know, um, I, I also share the compulsion at this point to like continue to do it. You know, at one point, making stuff was an outlet, and it was like a you know, a way for me to have some me time. And I've talked about all that before. <clears throat> and at this point, it's now like a foregone conclusion that that's just part of who I am. You know, it's not really something I can avoid anymore or like repress, you know, where I could put it back and just say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not do, I'm not going to make stuff anymore because I need to focus on this other stuff. It's like this other stuff has to go away so that I can focus on making stuff now. And I mean, I have a, a fairly specific, um, like when I started, doing i like to make stuff i I spent some time coming up with some goals and some purpose for it and this is not i'm not saying this this is why i wanted to talk about this tonight or anything but um so my whole purpose with the purpose of i like to make stuff is it's why is enabling people to understand that they're capable of more than they think they are right of Mm -hmm. if, if they think that they can't make stuff, whatever the thing is that they want to make. If I can show them that they're capable and it's not impossible for them to do it, then that's a win for me. So, you know, the why of why I do videos, why I select the projects that I select, all that stuff is about demystifying the process for people. So it just seems more realistic for them. You know, maybe they'll be mm-hmm. motivated to try something or learn more about something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reason this whole th- thing came up to me. So there was a there was a really interesting and long conversation on Facebook in this group I'm a part of the other day. And the specifics of the conversation are not important at all. But it got me thinking about after the fact that all the all the people in this group and Facebook groups or whatever groups in general, they're communities, right? So and the three of us and most of the people listening to this are part of well, pretty much everybody is a part of some community. And so anyway, I got thinking about this conversation and how it affected the community of people that were involved in it. This is going to get really kind of out there, so bear with me. And Because <laughs> <laughs> this was like my train of thought, you know. So I got to thinking about how we get in communities. And specifically, I was, you know, applying it to like the main community, the woodworkers community, the whatever the thing that we're kind of all in and moving around in and stuff. And as a good example, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not exactly sure how to say this. So imagine that the three of us uh, all, we're we're friends, we're hanging out, and we realize that we all three like volleyball. And we're like, hey, we should play volleyball sometime. Let's play volleyball. So we start playing volleyball. And every week we go play volleyball. And after six months of playing volleyball together, David starts really hating the fact that Jimmy doesn't take it more seriously because he's competitive. You know, David's competitive. 
He's not, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> Dave is competitive and he wants us to be like serious volleyball, right? And Jimmy's like, hey man, I don't want to do this anymore because you're taking it too seriously. This is supposed to be fun volleyball. Right. And so the thing I started to realize about communities in this particular community that I'm in is that like there's a thing that brings people together, a commonality of something that they have that 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 they share. No matter where they're from, no matter what else they do, no matter what they care about, think about, whatever, there's a thing that brings them together. And that's the thing that makes them community. Once they're a part of that community for a while, they start to transfer their whys of why they're why they like that stuff why they are why they like that commonality they transfer that why to other people and if that other person doesn't share their why then there's this big rift there's this like we're doing these the same thing for really different reasons and this goes way past woodworking and you know this is like people in general you know if if people don't share the why then eventually it's going to get to a point to where you're like wow we can't we can't do this community anymore this community is going to break apart because you don't share my whys and I don't share your whys. And anyway, so I got to thinking about this because I saw all this like dissension and all this like arguments and stuff in this group. These people that got together in the first place because they love the same thing. And it, it made me like kind of bummed out, you know, because I, people lost the fact that, as to why they got together in the first place. And so it, it just like was this big spiral of like, well, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I a part of this community? Why, why does this stuff matter to me? And then I started thinking about the other people in this conversation. Like, why does it matter to them? Like, why are they a part of it? What's their motivation? Not that you have to have those things lined up at all. You know, they don't, they don't have to. That's kind of the point that the whys don't have to be lined up, but the community can exist because there's a shared interest there's a shared mm-hmm. love and so and this also kind of connects to um you know a few weeks ago you were talking about jimmy in in uh, new orleans there was someone who who had a very like negative outlook on the maker community and about how mm-hmm. it was bringing up people who were you know untrained or whatever the situation was right and i mean that's a perfect example of you have a commonality an, an expert and a novice both can love the same thing and they can come to it from totally different skill sets. They can come to it from totally different perceptions and like goals can be totally opposite, but they can still be a part of the same community because they love the same thing. If they can get themselves out of the way, if they can yeah. get their why out of the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's obviously all these little, uh, these spl- I call them splinter groups. Like uh, like the terrorist splinter groups, um, you know the machinists and the uh, the axe nerds and the, the you know the the knife hardening nerds, you know all these guys that they you know a lot of my videos people like they lack to see the spirit of what I'm doing and they look at the exact details of like you didn't learn how to use a bridge port why do you think you could touch one, you know um, it's. In, you know, like I, I kind of have the spirit in a lot of my videos. I'm like, you know, I'm stranded alone on the island and I only have electric to make one thing, you know. So that's kind of like the urgency in some of my videos. But talking about like how um, whenever there's a group, it reminds me of years ago, I was in a Cadillac club and I got into a Cadillac club because they used to have antique Cadillacs. And uh, and it's the same thing you describe. It's like a group of guys because we're talking about you know how to swap parts and but all of a sudden there was like who's going to be the president and like what is this and i'm like you know there's nothing to do with 
like, you know, being into cool old cars and talking about old cars. And so I, I soon realized I kind of like kept my distance from like groups and clubs like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of that happens online where, uh, you know, everyone's it gets together to, to discuss one thing. And then, you know, the, the people start nitpicking each other and saying, oh, you know, why are you here? Because you, you know, you're not properly trained as a machinist or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, just forces you to kind of keep an arm's distance from certain groups and certain Which is things. a shame. I mean, that, yeah. that's lame because one of the things is like in that case, if you're not a machinist and you go to a group where there are machinists or whatever, you know, whatever the skill is, and that's something that you want to learn, you want to be a part of and learn through experience and like being part of that community and you're pushed out of that community because you're not the same as them. Yeah, it that's like uh, star-bellied snitches. If you're not a star-bellied snitch, you're not allowed in the you know that part of the beach. Yeah. So then you remove your star. Yeah. Well, then then they then they they realize that they see like the, there was sticker residue that used to have a star. I I love I love that that story. It's such a great story. <laughs> There's so much to be learned from Doctor Seuss stories, but sorry, go on. No, it's true. I mean, that's like a perfect example of uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny, you know. It, it it sometimes it causes me to to because of that exact thing, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of taking your example, Bob, and talking about you know, like uh, people who comment on videos. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, hey, we're all here in this makerspace, but somebody feels the need to just be like angry and like, hey, that's my opinion. But you know, the, your opinion is counterproductive to the to the group discussion. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, why do they feel the need? I guess they they you know they're exercising their freedom of speech so to speak yeah i mean of course in any group there's going to be there there are going to be things that people aren't going to agree with and that's perfectly fine you know i think that like in fact this this particular conversation that i'm talking about ended up being really productive because it got people of differing opinions to talk you know that's Mm -hmm. great that so it was good in the long run i think but it just really got me thinking about that like people come into those types of situations and just really because you have one thing in common with somebody you you inherently expect them to agree with you on everything else. And if they don't, then you can decide if that's a problem for you or not. The, yeah. the sad thing is that I see online and in the kind of community at large, YouTube at large, um, that people are really quick to let that be a problem for them. And I, that just, I think, stifles like the whole the growth and like openness and people being okay to ask questions about things that they don't understand, which is huge. I mean, if I was afraid to ask questions about the stuff that I don't understand, I don't know how to do, I wouldn't know how to do anything. I wouldn't make videos Mm -hmm. because every time I make a video and I don't have a skill, I go ask one of you guys or ask somebody else, you know, and if Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was okay for me to do that, I would just fall out of it. And that's, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that have fallen out of it for that reason. So I don't, no, I don't really, true. I don't really have a, lot a point of to have. this or anything. I, I just, it just hit me pretty hard the other day that, you know, uh, we're a part of like a really big, really strong community and that's growing all the time. And hopefully we'll spider into other, you know, mm. places and other age groups and other whatever. Yeah. And um, so one of my new whys from this whole, you know, train of thought that I've been on, one of my whys is to um, is to not not put my stuff on other people in that community. You know, is to mm-hmm. let them let them be a part of the same thing with me and not be me. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's something I'm adding to my kind of mission statement. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, well, it's funny because, uh, you know, while we've been talking, I just jotted down a couple of notes and, <clears throat> and uh, you know, getting back to our commonality here, which is, uh, you know, our YouTube community. And uh, why did I start doing YouTube? I started doing YouTube in the beginning to uh, to show off and say, hey, look, you know, I could do these things. and But then also to inspire. And that's why I never really did proper how-tos. I never, because, you know, so many people do things so differently. And I never, I actually was a little intimidated say, hey, this is how you do it, because I thought I would get eaten alive, because there's so many people that do things better than me, and they'll say, that's not how you do it, you do it this way. So well, why do I make my videos the way I do? It's really just to inspire, and and uh, and it's funny, you said a lot of people are intimidated to get started, and a lot of people contact me because, through, you know, because of this podcast, and because of my channel, because of all of our channels, and say, because of you guys, because of you, because of this, I decided to make my first video. Yeah, and you know, will you take a look at it? You know, is it okay? You know, and that, and I think that's amazing. You know, and I'll never judge anybody. The fact that they taking the time to share something that they've done, you know, as uh, it, I think it's great. I think it's great that that people get inspired to actually show off, and you know, that's that's one thing that's great about this community is that people are growing and and uh, getting past their fears and wanting to show off. You know, and um, it's great. I think we, you know, we all have a lot to learn from each other, and anybody has a lot to learn from anybody that they meet. So, I think, um, you know, I mentioned, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a, a rock star, and in some ways, I kind of am now, but I just found a different way to be in front of a big audience. But the difference mm-hmm. between being a rock star and what I do is, when you're up on stage playing music, it's all about you. It's like, hey. You know, look at me, look what I'm doing, look, look, look what I'm doing for you. When we do what we do, it can't be just, hey, look at me. There has to be a, a, another, we have to do something that's benefiting somebody else. Otherwise, you won't be successful at what you're doing. So you have to do, you, you have to do it for yourself, but you also have to have reasons like this is going to make somebody else's life easier or better or more enjoyable. So you have to think about the audience and, and what you can do for your audience as well. Yeah. And what you're saying totally applies. I, I don't want to like, because we're all on YouTube, I don't want to make the assumption that like everybody who listens to this is on YouTube because I know that's not the case, but what you're saying totally applies to everybody. Anybody that makes picture frames in their, you know, garage or, or whatever. I mean, if you make a product, if you spend time using your hands to create a thing, that thing sure. is going to go to someone and it, it can be useful for them. They can enjoy looking at it, whatever the case may be, it's going to someone somewhere eventually. And, you know, not that you have to have like a big, I'm going to save the world. Why? As to why you do those things, but you're totally right. Like It can't be about, I'm going to make this thing so that I can show off the fact that I can make this thing all the time. You know, I mean, eventually you have to make some stuff that betters, where it's going, you know, mm-hmm. better is who, who's using it or make something easier for somebody or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree with you on that. Yeah, no, I mean, I get in so many great comments and emails from people like, Hey, because of the videos on YouTube, I've gotten out to my garage again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I finished that project I started because I see it's, there's really nothing more to it than just getting started. And you know, that, that's fantastic. And you know, that's, that has really become the why you, for for what I you know for me sharing my stuff my with the world 
Yeah. That has really become the why is uh, just inspiring people. And uh, the, the great feedback I get motivates me even more. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly like, oh, if I show this, oh, this is cool. This will, you know, inspire mm. somebody or that somebody. You know, I'm also trying to keep it exciting. But, yeah, so th- that's, that's a good why. Aside from being chosen to make, thing, make things <laughs> by a higher power. Being stuck with it. <laughs> being, being burdened with the, the need to always make things. No, it's funny. Uh, you know, like I, I jokingly say it's a burden, but it's like no matter where I go, like if I show up at you know, a friend's house, they're like, oh, could you look at this shelf? Could you see? And then look, all of a sudden I'm like, get the screwdrivers. Well, I only have this pink set of screwdrivers. Do you think this will work? <laughs> um, yeah, I have a hammer with fur on it. Is that all right? I'm like, okay, give me that. We'll try and make this work. So I'm like, you know, Fix it everywhere I go, and and uh, you know everywhere I show up, you know someone pulls me aside and says, "Hey, I I want to make a, a custom cat litter box. Do you think you could uh, cut all the wood for me?" I'm like, "Okay, just come over on Sunday," you know. So um, <laughs> that that's jokingly, I, mean, I jokingly say that's that's why it's a burden. Yeah, but yeah, but, but it, I, that's the fun. truth, though. You know, like once you once you go down that path, and and I'm sure everybody who makes something can see that. You know, as soon as the people around you know that you have a skill like that. They're like, oh, I can't do that. So can you do it for me or can you help me do it? And yeah. actually, means do it for me. Yeah, but that's actually pretty awesome that you're enabling somebody to to have somebody have something that they want, even if they're not capable yet or they're not confident enough to do it, you know? No, I know. I, I'm just kidding around. I mean, I, I love it and I love helping people. There's no doubt about it. It's kind of, I guess, again, that's what I feel like I've been chosen to do. So I do it. It's totally fine. You know, anybody emails me things, I, I say, please follow up with me. It's totally, you know, people, a lot, of, as of now, I mean, I don't get, I don't get burned with emails, you know, as far as the volume of emails. So, you know, people want to ask me questions, they find my email online and they email me and they're like, I hope I'm not bothering you. I'm like, I don't care. It's, you know, what is it to them? Just answer a question. Take me two seconds. Yeah. So. But I, I think, um, I don't want to like, get to where we're like challenging people or anything from the podcast. Cause I don't think that's the point, but I would love to know on uh, from Twitter, email, whatever from you guys, if you have a why for whatever it is that you do, if it's your job, if it's your, you know, making stuff, whatever. I, I just, it's been kind of empowering to me to sit down and think about why I'm doing what I'm doing and uh, kind of help me define a little bit of why I'm doing it. So if, um, anybody has that out there that's listening that wants to share that i don't know i'd be at least interested to hear it mm-hmm. so yeah i guess that's a probably a good place to wrap it up um where can we find out about everybody david you can find me on my website at drunkenwoodworker.com and that will take you to where you want to go from there whether you want to read my blog or watch my videos or follow me on social media there's a cute picture of me and woody on my wikipedia page <laughs> you have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, somebody oh, made it and there was no picture, so I put up a picture of me and Woody. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I want a Wikipedia page. Somebody make me one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't. That's going to happen now. You know it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be all wrong. The information is going to be all wrong. <laughs> That's very possible. Yeah, all my stuff is at I like to make stuff.com. Um, yeah, so go check us out. Send us all some messages. We do all love getting email and answering questions and you know whatever you can get in touch with all three of us from info at making it podcast.com or on twitter at making it podcast so yeah thanks for being with us uh this week guys and we'll see you next week thank you have a good one